Now she's back in the atmosphere. Drops of Jupiter in her hair. She acts like summer and walks like rain. Reminds me that there's a time to change. I love it, man. You brought me back to the 90s, man. Oh, yeah. It's a good song. It's a great song, man. I was saying it in a long time. Nobody, I'm, I can confidently say nobody's done that song. Really? Yeah, after 300 plus shows, nobody's done that song. There we go. You know, Something unique. Oh, it's great, man. Dylan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks it's, so uh, much. I know we try to do it a few times and then life got in the way and just yeah. as life should get in the way. It is. It's, yeah. it's just how it is. Uh, thanks for driving and getting us uh, getting company to the show here, man. Yeah, I mean, um, we've been... Uh, We've been all cooped up in COVID, and I'd, I'd just rather you know have the co- you know have the personal meeting here, and uh, instead of doing this all over Zoom or something, right? We even, I mean, I didn't stop during the whole COVID days. We didn't stop recording. We were just uh, we yeah. were still recording. Everything was good. Did you still have people in the studio? Yeah, or? yeah we were still oh, nice. Doing, yeah, we we're still doing it. You guys I mean, had masks. Yeah, well, we had we had like little socks and things all over everything. And, yeah, and then if anybody was paranoid, but nobody. In construction, actually spoke up and just said, oh, "I don't want to do the show. I don't want to do the show." And then we just still kept on doing the show, yeah. Because I wanted the conversations to continue, right? Oh, for so, sure. I don't know if the COVID police want to come out of the woodwork and arrest me for whatever reason. Go ahead. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I don't care. Couple. Okay, so first shout out mechanics. I'm wearing their tee. I've always been a fan of mechanics gloves. You can find them everywhere. That's mm-hmm. it. Simple as that. But I've got Dylan the point here. Uh, Build Co. Contracting. Uh, you're the vice pres. and your email is Dylan at Build code.ca and on instagram it's built co-contracting yeah four years in business with the company but 10 years in construction correct how young are you man i'm 28 gonna be oh. 29 in january you're a kid man <laughs> i know you're a kid man i've got boots and belts that are older than you. i don't feel like a kid i can <laughs> tell you that much well where do you want to begin man um like uh how did you get into construction um, it was actually kind of a fluke. Like when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I always liked to build like ramps and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, I was always in the garage trying to build something. Um, and then, uh, I played a lot of sports. Um, and I was supposed to go to the States for sports, but, uh, there wasn't any money in it. And it was kind of a last minute decision of what do I want to do with my life? Right. And, um, how old are you at this time? Like late teens? Uh, yeah, I was like 16, 17 at the time, yeah. trying to make that deci- last final decision on whether or not I want to ship myself to the U.S. or if I want to stay here. And um, I ended up uh, deciding to go to Toronto to uh, to do building renovation technology. So oh, What school? Uh, George Brown. George Brown. Yeah. Was it good? It was actually really good. We had some really good teachers there. Um, Four-year program? Uh, so it was actually, I went in for the three-year program. Uh, and then, uh, I decided, Hey, I'm going to go home. So I, I just stayed for the two years and then I uh, decided to go home. Yeah. How were those first two years? They were amazing. Um, so never construction experience before that other uh, than no. just tinkering around, right? Yeah. Just tinkering. Yeah. We okay. just tinkered in the garage building anything like ramps, um, skateboard ramps. Yeah. Skateboard bike ramps. We used to jump over each other. How, f- how big did you? How big are the ramps? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say like three foot high. Really? Like, it's not anything crazy, yeah. But, but we still. used to lay down in front of the ramps, me and my buddies, and see if we can, how many guys we can jump, <laughs> and we were daredevils. We really were. So lots of bruises. Oh, yeah, growing up, yeah. yeah it was, uh, like I said, sports, that, that was my thing, right? And uh, 
Lots of bruises, lots of bumps. Does anybody jump off garages anymore? Because I did that as a kid. I did that too, but I did it into pools. <laughs> no, I did it. I did it onto the ground. I thought, okay, that's high enough, and you get a little wobbly. Uh, oh from yeah, doing it, and you only do it a few times in the spot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know if anybody does it anymore. See, we days. had a we had a pool right in front of our garage, but we also had a tree. So it'd be like one guy jumping off the the garage into the pool, the other guy jumping <laughs> off the tree into the pool, and then hopefully dad didn't see. You yeah. Know, so. But that's how you. That's how a kid is, man. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, one hundred percent. So you get Reckless. the school. You you do the school thing, and you get the introduction of school. Like yeah. So um, the first year was more of like learning the basics, right? Like here's a hammer, here's a saw. Don't cut yourself. You know what I mean? Very basic. Yeah, very basic. Um, and at that point, there's a. I mean, going to Toronto, there's a lot of people that were, you know, came in like green, green, didn't yes. touch a hammer, yes. didn't touch, and they thought, hey, this is what I want to do. We different age saw, groups too, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I ended up going in there, and I, I just, I excelled because I already had some skills behind me. My dad's a mechanic, so I was on the tools with him, working on the car. I was used to it. I'm from a small town, so it's just. That's something you grow up with, right? You fix things. Yeah. 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 And um, no, school was great first year. Second year um, was awesome, too. I was ended up uh, being the uh, president of the student rep council. I got voted in for that. Good for you. Um, and then, yeah, I met some good friends there. Um, shout out to Jules, best teacher I've ever oh, had. Oh, Jules. Yeah. I've yeah. met her a few times. I yeah. don't know if you remember, but um, my last year there, you came in and did a speech Oh, to you us. were in the crowd, huh? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Jules actually, was it Jules or was it somebody else that reached out to me and asked me to come out? I think it was Jules. That's a long time ago. That man. is a long time Holy ago. Holy crap. That yeah. Was, and you were, in, so you were in the audience. Yeah, I was in the audience watching you and uh, I thought it was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. You had a really good um, seminar for us, just basically. Thanks, um, man. Telling us all the bullshit that happens in the, you know, behind the scenes. And, um, but it was also like, don't be afraid. Yeah. Like, get out there. Yeah. Learn something. Try something. Exactly. You're going to fail. Yeah. Try it again. Exactly. That's construction. Well, failure. Yeah. My, uh, my uh, father in law said, always leverage your um, lessons learned. So yeah. always take a failure and, and leverage it as a lesson learned. And uh, I've kind of lived by that. Yeah. And take it to a success. Exactly. And then don't hang around the success for too long. No. Don't think that that's how it's going to be. Oh, definitely not. I just had a conversation with my par- with with one of my partners and uh, said, you know, we got to get around this mindset. I know it's crazy right now, but we always think, you know, after this hump, it's going to be better. After this hump, it's going to be better. And it's like, no, 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 it's not. Like, you just need to, you need to cope. You need to be able to... S- be in the now and know that, hey, this isn't ever going to get better. You're just going to get better with dealing with these situations. That's exactly it. Yeah. And that you, you'll, well, you got to learn it on your own almost. Oh, for sure. Everybody else. You can't teach that lesson to somebody. No, no. You can only, you can only learn that by being in the moment. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of fear in construction. You get a lot of the younger trades that are afraid to even get close to that foot part. Right. I, I would say so. Um, you get, you get, kids that come into the trades now that are are scared to even touch a saw right but um they they learn you have to put them on the tools and put them in those situations that they are are feeling uncomfortable with yeah. i feel because that's the only way they're going to learn right it's um i had a guy uh that was scared of heights 
and he he did not want to get up on the ladder, get up on the ladder or the roof or Any wherever ladder? we're doing. Like, or is it like six foot ladders? Or? Like like extension ladders mm. up onto the roof or anything higher than I would say like ten feet. And it was like, hey, listen, I'm gonna let you do this at your own pace, but just let you know, I need you up on that roof, right? And I would say after probably a week of having up there, he was flying around the roof. He was like. Um, that was, that was with my old company. And, um, he, he actually said to me, he's like, it's because of you that I'm not scared of heights anymore. He's like, you're, you made me get up on the roof. Well, I mean, it didn't like no, physically no. make, but him, you but let him take his time. Correct. Yeah. And I feel like you have to do that with everybody. You have to put them in those awkward situations for them to actually, um, to learn, develop these skills. Right. Um, yeah, it's fine being scared to do something, but if you don't try, then it's, you know, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You won't learn, man. Mm -hmm. But I get you take a different path now because you started a business four years ago. Mm. So now you're calling the shots. Yeah. It's a different set of climbing the ladder and getting over fear rules. Oh, for sure. Right. It's like yeah. a lot of people think that, okay, sure. It's just about the physical, the skills and building things and getting on certain structures and all this other stuff. But mm -hmm. once you start doing the business side of things, yeah, there's other kinds of fears, man. Oh yeah. Like if you're going to be able to pay your employees <laughs> next year, right. It's uh, it might, do I have enough work lined up for, yeah. for all of these things? Right. Start and worrying that you got, you, you're responsible for other people's families now. Correct. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a big, big worry of mine. That's, that's something that keeps me up at night. You know, it's um, now I have, uh, you know, as I'm getting older, so are the guys that are working around me. And it's like, oh, man, they're having, you know, families. They're, you know, everything like that. And I have to be able to not only support my own family, but help them support theirs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a whole new ball game, um, being, the, being the guy that's calling the shots, right? How do you and handle that, Dylan? How do you? I just push through. I'm, that's it. Yeah, I just push through. I, I keep on, um, I keep that in my back of my head of just like, you know, this isn't just for yourself. It's uh, for everybody else around you and everybody's counting on you, you know, and um, that's kind of the way I go about it. It's a funny career huh, that we choose mm -hmm. where everyone jokes and we've seen the memes over and over about like, yeah, 40 hour weeks. That's nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't exist in construction, right? Not, 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 uh, I mean... It does and it doesn't. I mean, if you're a, a general laborer, it exists, Yeah. right? It's 40 hours. It depends on deadlines. Um, if you're looking to actually start your own company, 40 hours, don't even think about 40 hours. That number doesn't exist. Um, you're working anywhere from 60 to 80. You know what I mean? Like, But it's truly about trying to figure out how to be efficient with those hours too, right? Uh, yeah, time management's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're not on the ball... Um, and you're not like, say if I, like, if I'm not on a site, I have to leave a site to go to another site. Um, I'll find that the next day there's a whole bunch of catching up to do because, well, I wasn't on site. I have other guys there, but the stuff that's not getting done while I'm there needs to be caught up on. Right. And isn't, isn't that the biggest hurdle though? You're always in the back of your mind thinking, do I leave? If I leave, then I'm not going to complete what needs to be completed today on this site it scares me it's it scares every gc first of all right <laughs> it scares everybody because then you come back the next day or you make a phone call or you make a text and all of a sudden you're like yeah we got most of it done we didn't get to this point and then now you're in the back of your head shuffling the schedule for the rest of the week or for next week yeah that's exactly it and then working in the weekends um you know 
I've had to do that a while because I'm doing a really big project right now with a bunch of smaller ones around it. And I found myself having to come off this bigger project to make sure things are getting done, but then having to do after hours work at the big project. Like I was, um, uh, last Thursday, I was in the one building painting until 1230 AM. Yeah. But I mean, when you do that kind of stuff, um, I take, I take pride in every project that I do, but not only is it the project, it's the client as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. And you want to be able to make these clients happy. You want to show them, Hey, like this project's not as important as yours, but yours isn't as per- like yours isn't as important as theirs. Yeah. Um, every project of mine, I take full pride in, but I also take pride in all of my clients and try to make them as happy as I can. And one thing that I have, if I have to go after hours, I have to go after hours, you know, deadlines are deadlines. And you're doing that because you have to feed your guys and their family and you got to figure it out. But then most GCs in the beginning neglect their own personal lives and their own families. Yeah. Then that takes a toll and that becomes a conversation. It's just really about managing it. You're totally right. A hundred percent. But I mean, I, I, I find it really interesting that a lot of clients, they never think that we have more than one going on. Mm-hmm. They always think that theirs is the only one going on. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, it's like it's very difficult to do that. There are some guys that have been on the show and myself in the beginning. It was only one project at a time. Mm-hmm. And you only focus on that because you wanted to give your all to that project. For sure. But I find it's, um, you know, one of the biggest, not to talk down talk anybody, but I, I feel one of the biggest things that everybody messes up on in the beginning is the communication with the client. Yep. Um, and right at the beginning of that, right at the beginning, you need to be open. You need to be totally just open. You need to be transparent to your client. Hey, I have another, I have another project going on. I might have to duck out for a little bit, or, you know, your project might run a little bit longer because I have this going on. And, you know, um, and I mean, you never want to lose a job because you're too busy, but is it worth pissing off a client? Yeah. Right. And, um, for me, it's, it's pissing off a client and I don't know, it might be a little bit different for, you know, trades guys around here because there's so many people around here. But from where I'm from, there's not too, too many people, not like Toronto, you know what I mean? And um, everybody knows everybody. And if you piss one off, then that starts a domino effect. Yeah, but you're always still trying to make them happy. That's the one thing about contractors is that customer service is always at the forefront right mm. they really care about it and it's just and and unfortunately you're right toronto it's too easy for clients to just say f you we don't care we're going to talk shit about you and we'll leave a bad review about you and all this other crap mm-hmm. not realizing you're actually affecting my livelihood now correct i didn't what what exactly did i do wrong yeah. i didn't show up one day this week because i had another job going on correct. i didn't get this completed because i had another job going on yeah. we're humans too yeah <laughs> i mean exactly we have families it. we yeah. have to feed we have families we have you know um sometimes i overwork myself right and uh i've i feel it with my family as well i mean my family's completely understanding it's just i have an eight month at home Right. And I, I miss him every time I'm gone to work. Right. And if I have to spend extra hours at work, then that means I don't get to put him to bed. That means I don't get to feed him. I don't have to, I don't get that special time that I'm, you know, you miss, wanting. you miss uh, life. Yeah. And some clients, I mean, they don't, they don't understand it. Like that's their job. 
that's their their home that's their i understand they're paying that money but we also have families as well you know and if we're spending all of our time on your jobs then we're not spending it with our families so before bill cole started you had the experience working for other guys or working on your own uh, I experienced working for other guys. Uh, I started out uh, here in Toronto, actually, working for Silver Creek Commercial. Okay. Uh, and my first job with them was, um, I think it was Queen and Bathurst. We uh, tore down a funeral home and bombing place and then built an LCBO. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I was yeah. a part of that project from start to finish. Um, and then when I decided to leave, uh, to Wallsburg, you know, I took my boss out for breakfast and told him, Hey, this is what's going on. I hate to leave you. He was like, Hey, I understand you go home. Doesn't work out. Come back. I was like, all right, cool. Um, and then I went back home. I found uh, a small job with uh, a couple of roofers because I was like, I'm not moving back home unless I have a job steady right so while i'm up here in toronto making phone calls making phone calls hey i just got out of trade school you know who wants to pick me up and um a roofing company did and then uh i ended up getting let go from those guys because um i i told them they were doing something wrong (laughs) they didn't want to hear that well it's just um they learned safety wise no it was actually um so drip edge uh you know a lot of some guys just butt them up and then think that, hey, it's fine. The ice and water is fine. And I was like, hey, like, you got to overlap those things, eh? And That's a penetration point. Correct. Like, if you get a little bit of water that drips down, even if it doesn't go into the house, you're still, you know, the wood's still going to get damaged behind that piece, right? And they didn't let's, want... Let's remember the name of the product. It's a drip edge. Correct. Not right. a drip through. <laughs> drip through, exactly. <laughs> Nobody sells a drip through. So um, they didn't like that. And I said, that's fine. It's a little thing. That's just you being, like... They're very very they're very like we know we Set know in our ways correct and their father taught them this way and everything like that and i said that's fine so i went and worked for uh, another guy and um he turned out to be kind of like a, an alcoholic and wasn't paying people and stuff so um wow. that didn't work out <laughs> but then i also kept on hearing these um you know these horror stories of like people like all the contractors around here were like bobs and trucks where if they had a they had a ladder and a truck. They were now all of a sudden a contractor. They're a builder. Correct. And um, I just didn't like it. They were screwing people left, right, and center. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of bouncing around these guys, right? And I want to start my own thing. So that's when I started LaPointe Renovations. Um, I started that. We had that company. Well, I was part of that company for five years. Okay. Uh, some stuff went down, and uh, I just decided, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – go do my own thing, whether it's work for somebody else or whatnot. And at that point, I, uh, I met my wife, and her father um, had me come out and do uh, a fireplace, an outdoor fireplace for him. And he goes, wow, like, this looks, you know, awesome. And he, he loved every second. And he goes, so you're leaving that company? I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, what's your thoughts on starting a company with me? And at the time, like, I'm looking up to this guy because not only is it I'm trying to impress him because I'm with his daughter, but um, <clears throat> he's also a very renowned businessman in, in our area. Okay. He owns uh, a few different other very successful businesses. And uh, I was like, you know, this is your shot. This is your shot to actually learn business because I got the building thing under control, right? I know how to build things. I'm, I'm good at that. I just don't know the business side of things. 
And uh, I was lucky enough to, um, you know, have him as a mentor for uh, three and a half years. So Lucky you. Yeah. A lot of guys don't get that opportunity. No, they don't. And there's only two avenues. You could either go the hard way to mm-hmm. learn business yep. or you could try to mirror somebody else that's doing it. And that's Correct. not necessarily someone that's doing it in your industry. You can mm-hmm. mirror your lessons from somebody that's uh, in a different industry for sure right it's very so i mean that's a huge i wanted to ask you a couple of questions was it totally disgusting to demo the the funeral home in the the basement (laughs) do you know what's actually crazy is in that basement um, i I can picture the basement already man yeah I, i well first of all there was an old oil can that was down there so we actually had to like excavate even lower than the basement oh, to get that was, out. Okay, so, so there was contamination. Correct in the uh. soil. So we had to dig that out. Um, so we're actually crawling now underneath the floor of the basement. <sighs> creepy. But the most creepy thing that that happened in there was inside the wall. There was one of those fold over burlap. Um, Body bag? No. Not body bag. <laughs> no, like one of those like cases that hold all the embalming tools. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean the little... Yeah, you like fold it open and all the, the tools... Wall? Correct. It was freaky. Like, coolest, like one of the coolest experiences, but at the same time, it was just like, when you had to go down to the basement to do something, you were like, hey, like... Somebody come Get with over me. here. <laughs> You're coming with me. I don't want to... Was there like a flickering light every time that you were walking? No down lights. No, no lights. lights. The electricity wasn't working. Ah, so you're going down with a work light. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was freaky. And then um, it was actually really tough, that project, because um, I'm from more southern area of Canada, so it's a different type of cold than it is up here in Toronto. It is. Uh, even though it's only like three, three and a half hours away, but it's a different type of cold. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember like trying to work out there um, like in the basement and everything and everything just on me is numb and the gc at the time was just like pulling us in every 15 minutes every 15 minutes come up warm up boom back out for another 20 half hour 15 minutes you know what i mean and uh yeah it was it's a, a harsh coldness it is it is it's yeah. very very bitter it'll get at you and the other thing i want to ask you is what was the fireplace like Ward burning fireplace that you built was I uh, know it was electric, but electric? um, so he has a house on um, on Mitchell's Bay, so he lives on the bay front. So okay. literally, you look out and there's the bay. And um, what it was is was trying to find a product that uh, would be able to stand up to obviously the winter, but he didn't want to go fusion stone because it was just too heavy and he didn't like the looks of it. So I actually found this uh, foam like fake stone that put together like tile pieces really yeah and it screws in and then um it does it does like contract and expand but not to an extent where it's going to pop out so i ended up building this fireplace in with um an electric outdoor fireplace and then an inset like niche that has a t outdoor tv so then it's it's all right there it was absolutely beautiful I nice that. and then i ended up doing his outdoor kitchen too so same idea, same stone around. Same stone around, and then we got um, Blaze barbecue po- uh, products. Uh, we found um, from a little a little fireplace store in Wyoming. Nice. And uh, they uh, they ended up coming up with this Blaze barbecue setup, and it was just it's gorgeous. I absolutely love. It. I'm jealous. I want it. <laughs> what was the countertop like? <clears throat> uh, he went with granite. Granite. Yeah, it's kind of like a dark. It's kind of like a dark black green. Nice. Yeah, granite, and did the black backsplash on the back, and 
Yeah, it was cool. Must have looked pretty sweet, man. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Nice, man. So that basically got you the origin, I guess, of your build co. Yeah. 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 So him and I talked and he goes, you know what? Like, let's, let's start something up. And I was like, you sure? Like you just met me, you know what I mean? And, uh, it ended up working out. It ended up working out. He taught me a lot while he was, while he was still here. What was some of the earlier lessons that he kind of broke down for you? Um, it was more just the stress, like dealing with the stress of everything. Right. And, um, so there's going to be a bunch of problems coming in Yeah, and and how to handle these things. He he taught like, so I have like an anxiety, um, and he helped me cope with that through these and like showed me different ways to like deal with problems. Right. He was a problem solver and, um, he's just, he's, he was just cool collective and was like, Hey, don't worry. Like you will find a way, you know? So he taught me a lot about, uh, the stress side of things and dealing with emotions. Uh, and then he taught me a lot about like how to actually deal with, with the company and your, um, and your employees. And, um, you know, you don't need three guys on a one man site, you know, and that's something that I struggled with when I, when I did start, right. It was, um, no, I'm going to need extra bodies here, get this done and then push. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like one guy here, one guy there, one guy there meet in the middle after, you know, and why were you thinking that you needed more and he was thinking that you needed less? What was your reason? Well, my thought was, um, like with, with when I had the point renovations, it was more of like, get the guys working, show them what they need to do, go and find more work. Right. And then come back, work, 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 and then go and find more work. It was just trying to manage my time. Right. It was time management. And I guess that's what I can say is he taught me how to properly manage my time and um he was like no like you need to have a guy there because if you have a if you have three guys there now you're paying three times the extra amount on what needed to be quoted um and then you're not gonna like you're just gonna keep on doing that where you're you're actually losing money but if you have one guy there that's solid right you you're gonna make more money by having one guy there and then other jobs going at the same time with separate individuals. And, well, that's what you quoted, right? And when we quote, we're always thinking exactly how many man hours, labor hours that are going to be attached to it. Correct. But then if you start changing that plan, then mm-hmm. it starts affecting your scope. Correct. Your financial scope, I'm saying. Correct. Not necessarily your, your physical on the site scope. Yeah. So, and then you, it's easy to all of a sudden Monday becomes like that tuesday becomes like that thursday all that stuff becomes like that yeah then you start realizing wait a minute money's not we're not we're not profitable now not exactly so you really got to stick to your guns i mean you you've got the experience and the know-how to sit down price it mm-hmm. quote it properly Correct. present it do yeah. not negotiate where you start lowering your price for the sake of trying to get the job no remove scope mm-hmm. and then start the work but yeah. stay true to that correct quote, that price correct yeah and, and a lot um, of guys don't no, a lot of guys don't, and that was including myself in, in yeah. the beginning. Not with Buildco, but when I had when I had LaPointe renovations, was um, I was doing that a lot where I was shifting a lot of guys on one site that only need one guy, and I'm like, well, there's another loser. There's another loser, you know, and um, that's one thing he taught me is, like, don't, don't get hung up on the losers, right, because you're always going to have more winners than you are going to losers, um, so don't lose sweat over it, you know. 
because if you if you're doing things properly and you you know uh, it's bound to happen. I always I always say that I'm probably gonna have at least one or two nightmare jobs a year where it's like one of those jobs where it's just something wrong happens, something wrong happens, something wrong happens, something wrong happened, right? And then at those times, I, you know, I would start freaking out. I'd start getting, um, I would say angry, but just anxious, right? And losing sleep over it and stuff. And it was like, no, you need to, you need to calm down, take a breath, find a solution, right? And there's, as funny as life is, there's a solution for everything. There is, there really is. Yeah. Nobody has come up with a unique situation where they haven't come up with a solution for it. Correct. Just figure out the solution. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, <clears throat> I'm having it on a project right now where uh, a guy didn't, didn't install something properly. And then he panicked, grabbed a guy who thought could fix it, isn't fixing it. So now there's going to be another guy. But it's just, it's costing more money, right? Every time, every time that you react right? It's um, without thinking. You're reacting without thinking, right? That's going to cost you more money. It is. It's, it's actually going to cost you less money to say, pay yourself for two hours to really sit down and figure out what it is and then react, right? Less money, definitely guaranteed. Let me do a little history. Uh, different types of residential exterior siding. You do a lot of siding, don't you? Um, good amount. A good amount, yeah. Uh, actually, this is more exterior cladding. So the brick, you have pros, fire and moisture resistant, sustainable due to clay's abundance, strong and durable, insulating cons, rising costs due to high transport prices, labor intensive, mortar may need repointing. Stone, pretty much the same thing. Pros, durable. Uh, but they're all coming out with veneers now. Mm -hmm. uh, then you got wood, which is highly varied, renewable, uh, can be recycled. Cons, high maintenance, must be uh, restained or repainted often. I, I'm a fan of it, but you have to maintain it. Aluminum, not the biggest fan of it. Pros, affordable, moisture, and cold resistant. Mm -hmm. Cons, will dent and scratch, oil canning. And anybody who's doing large aluminum panels trying to get away from pain ACM, mm -hmm. get into a different industry. Because you shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> vinyl, <laughs> vinyl is almost a go-to these days, just because of uh, it's just affordable. That's the pro on that. Con is it's not eco-friendly. It's, I guess, you're using a lot of uh, petroleum on that product. They do, yeah. Um, vinyl is like extremely affordable, though. Yeah, like, that's the thing about, about it. And durable. Yeah, right. It's durable. Then you have steel, which is uh, durable, fire, moisture, heat, and cold resistant, can be pressure washed. Cons, expensive, difficult to install, difficult to repair, if dented, and I'd put ACM in that same category. I do want to do one little shout out here. Uh, Trax uh, Codes. Uh, so Trax Codes gives the convenient access to OBC Volume 1 and 2 and National Building Codes of Canada and on any device. OBC is enriched with links from section to section, terms, definitions can be accessed through in context pop up there is a very fast search uh there is a very fast search that lets you search all across all codes in the system or within single codes there is functionality to compare changes in the codes which help to understand the updates there is also ability to anecdote codes and comments bookmarks highlights and share it with others and generate reports uh check out tracks at tracks with an x uh, dot co co and also find them on 
LinkedIn. Um, you guys, you got to check this out. We did a show on it, and then mm-hmm. I, I'm just doing a shout out for them. It's you literally go to their website, which is tracks.withanx.co, and the whole Ontario building code is right there. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's a monthly service that you pay. Mm-hmm. The whole code. When I say the whole code, I mean the whole, the whole OBC there. and all the updates, all the amendments, everything. Okay. You do not have to go and get the binders anymore. And no. then they currently also have uh, the British code as well. They have national code, British Columbia yep. uh, code and national code. And they're working on Quebec and Alberta next. They're going to basically take care of all the provinces and the territories. Wow. So it's all actually, online. All online. Nice. All online. So it's very, very cool. No more Googling. No, I know. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, did he ever teach you bad clients? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Um, we've had a couple of clients where they're just, uh, they think that we owe them something. You know what I mean? Um, we all had them Dylan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all had them, man. Yeah. They, and it's, he's himself. He just, he, how can I say this? He was just more about the, the being reputable, right? He was more worried about being reputable and he was like, just do it. Just take the high road. Just, just exactly. Take the, take the punch, move on. And it was like, all right, yeah. So it was like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks at the end of the day. But um, it was more of making them happy so that, you know, they would refer you to the next person. Um, yeah, it's a little, I, I, it's a little different. I, I've got, I, I would used to be getting you know a little bit angry or whatever right and be like no that's not happening like um but now it's like it makes sense you know if if somebody's there is a there is a a line that you have to draw though i mean if somebody wants a little extra for whatever then it's like okay you know what we'll we'll take care of you you know what i mean but then there, there has to be that line of like the stops now um but respectfully you know it's like hey I've got this other job to do, you know, maybe we can get to you in the spring or maybe we can get to you somewhere else and take care of you on whatever other job you have or something like that. Right. And, uh, just trying to draw the line at that case. Um, but bad customers, I haven't really had too many, I would say it's, uh, but it all comes back to being transparent in, in the beginning, right? It's being upfront, um, letting them know exactly what's happening. Um, he always taught me, you know, everything's laid out on paper. Everything from the time that you're going to get there to the time of job being finished, it all has to be documented before you even start the job. So when my clients get a quote, they're not questioning, hey, is this going to happen or not? Because whatever's quoted is literally on there how I would do it. It's not like, Oh yeah, install deck, install whatever, you know what I mean? It's use this two inch screws, deck screws to screw down, you know, um, your deck boards or it's really laying it all out for them to see it. That way there's no questioning at the end of the project. It's funny that you bring up that line because I found, and same with the the losers, the employees that you have, Mm. guys are so quick and clients are so quick to become your friend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't like that 
Yeah. I, I don't. You're still your client and I'm a business and I'm providing a service for you. Correct. And it's the same thing with employees where they want to get friendly. They want to get personal. They want to find out what you're all about and what do you do with your extracurricular activities and all this other shit. Yeah. But you're still an employee and you're still the employer. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, do people do this consciously that later on I could kind of misuse this mm-hmm. because clients will misuse it right? they will and 100%. they're like you're just supposed to be my buddy i yeah. i made you breakfast I thought we so were, many times i thought we were friends yeah. uh, i have you a lot met of my whole family that. right a you, lot of clients hey can i make you dinner no i really i, I appreciate it draw the line i appreciate it but no i'm i'm good for dinner because that's opening the window for them to be like well i did this for you and it's like <laughs> You know, uh, you're you're spot on with that. You don't do that on the reverse. You don't like, oh. I, I did all these little extra things that you don't even know about. No, even if I did little extra things, could you imagine going to the client and being like, well, I did this, this, and this. Uh, can you pay me? Well, I thought we were friends. <laughs> I've always told any trade that's reached out to me because that is on the top of the list about how to negotiate a bad mm-hmm. situation. Not necessarily bad clients, but just how to negotiate a bad situation. Yeah, And I've just said, Listen, revert right back to being professional. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't had the conversation about all these little things that you've done, and you're not doing this to tell them that you want to hint that I want to be compensated for this, you're telling them to remind you, remind them why you hired. Yep. You know what I mean? Why this per why you chose this person over another person. Yeah. And so now they've been taking care of your home as if it's their own home. They've been taking care of it as if they care about it. Mm -hmm. And they've been doing a lot of stuff, but now you want to harp on them for something else and you just whether you're trying to save money or you're trying to change something that wasn't originally agreed upon, something that's been built and now you want to modify it, but you don't want to pay the full amount to modify it. There's got to be a reason why there's conflict. Yeah. And so I just say, go back to all the care that you've done since day one, how you Mm -hmm. set it up and what your business is all about. Just keep on reminding about the professional aspects. And that's the biggest thing I find that too is like cleanliness anymore. It's got a lot of people are, dying out on that but oh my god it's so so easy it's so easy but it's so important it's so important it's that was one of steve's biggest things too my father-in-law was like cleanliness is godliness and it is you know hiring customers will take you just because you're clean because you go in you're laying those drop sheets you're vacuuming up at the end of day cleaning up those drop sheets making sure that the other trades behind you are are taken care of by being clean and everything like uh, not too long ago, I had a tile guy come in, and um, he was tiling a bathroom, and I literally went in there, and I cleaned everything up before he got in. He's like, wow. He's like, I don't usually have, like, people taking care of me. And I'm like, well, I, w- I would rather you have a nice, clean, safe place to work That's and be happy started. about it. Yeah, That way you can get done, right? Um, it's just, it makes the whole job go better. It makes your clients happy. It makes the sub trades be happy. It makes the dog be happy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't, you don't think that clients are outside on the phone while you're inside working and they're casually walking by your work vehicle and just side eye looking into the cab. Right. And to kind of peek is Walmart on that dash mm-hmm. or like, are there a bunch of crumpled a- up fast food? bags all ripped up and put on the, uh, the seats yeah they're they're watching they're paying oh they are because that's a reflection of you it doesn't Correct. matter if you show up and you're like nice workwear clean presentable mm-hmm. but if your work your truck your van it looks like crap yeah they're gonna question something they're gonna notice it yeah it's and okay. i do the same thing with all the trades when i like you you open up their cab and they're like here here here's an invoice or whatever here's something or else or whatever and then you look around you're like going 
Wow. Like, dude, just clean it up, man. How can you find anything in here? <laughs> well, I can find it. And I keep thinking about an accident happening. And almost oh, for sure. Just flailing around. Oh, yeah. Right? Accident happens. You drill coming through and popping in the side of the head. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's everything. a little thing, man. I it's, don't, I get that life is beating you up and all of a sudden before you know it, you work six days of the week and now you got to take care of family stuff and yeah. your personal stuff. But that comes back to, I mean, just how you manage, yeah. right? And it's like, take a deep breath, take a deep breath and whew, blow it out and figure it out. You know what I mean? Do we it's, know when we're wrapping up a job, as you walk out of the job, if you're coming from the second floor and you're going to the ground floor are you not carrying something with you? Like no, mm -hmm. no trace person should be walking down empty handed. No. When you're loading out, you're getting out, you're cleaning things up. Every trip you take, your yeah. hands are full with something. For sure. It's the same way that when you load it in, mm -hmm. your hands were full with something, bringing everything in yeah. because you're being efficient. I find a lot of guys are just in a hurry to get home and be done with their day. Right. And that will happen. It will happen, it, but it's just, uh, I find it a lot more than I, than I used to. And people are just like, I want to drop everything. Like um, job sites, I find like a th flooring not too long ago. There's a bunch of broken or cut pieces of flooring. The guy was gone for the day. And I was like, what the heck? Like, why isn't this cleaned up? Like someone's going to trip on this yeah. or they're going to slip and fall. And I understand you want to get home, but like this needs to be cleaned. Right. And I find it's just, People are in a rush. They're in a rush. They're not taking the, the time to, they're not taking the time to. I had a tile guy reach out to me and he's like, guess what I'm doing today? And I'm like, I don't know, tiling. Are you tiling? <laughs> yeah. He goes, no, I'm smashing a brand new uh, shower floor that I just did. And I'm like, why? He goes, we were moving so fast. We forgot to actually waterproof the shower and we tiled right into the shower and it was all tiled. And then when we went home, I was thinking about it and I was like, we never waterproofed that shower. Oh, my God. So you know how you skim coat everything? Yeah. So then as soon as you start the day, it's all white, and yep. you've got all the tile. You've cut everything. It's mm -hmm. just installed now. Yep. They got into a groove and just went right into the shower and did everything. And then he's, like, thinking in the back of his head. I was like, I don't remember any one of us waterproofing that shower. Oh, no. So he had to smash the shower and do it a second time. Man, rushing kills you. It kills you. I just, like, man, just, like, take the blinders off mm -hmm. and, and focus and take a breath at the start of the day. That's what you Show up do. 10, 15 minutes early and yep. go, okay, what's on, what's on what's the schedule? What's on today's agenda? Yeah. Correct. And yeah. then go, wait a minute, did we waterproof that shower? Mm -hmm. No, we didn't. Well, well, that's I like to do a checklist. Like, whether it's on my phone or on a sheet of paper or something, I have, like, oh, yeah, this is what has to be done today. And, like, I'm not always reverting back to that checklist, but I know I have it. It's in your head. Correct. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, I'll go and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did that, did that, did that, did that, and we're good. We didn't we didn't miss anything, right? Or you missed something, so you put it on tomorrow's checklist. It's just, you, there's, like I said, too many people are rushing nowadays. It's a rat race, and everybody needs to slow down and take a breath. I met a female GC way back in the early years of my construction and she used to, she inherited the business from her dad and then she mm -hmm. took it over and then she's doing an amazing job. Nice. And, uh, and all of a sudden she used to always tell me that everything my dad taught me, I understood. I got it. It yeah. was really about just organization, about managing yourself, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she'd always tell her crew, it's not rocket science, man. No. It's literally steps. Mm -hmm. And it, all we have to do is all these steps. That's all we have. And you can't, you can, if you miss one step, it's going to affect. Correct. And she would always just say over and over, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science mm -hmm. over and over. And it's like, actually, it's not. Yep. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It is pretty simple. If you think about it, we kind of create our own complexity. Yeah. 
you know, and then by by cheating, I guess, or by trying to avoid That's exactly things. it. You know how many guys I, I, I've heard have just been like, oh, yeah, that's good enough. What? <laughs> it's not good enough. I hate you that know? expression, man. Yeah. I just don't get it. Um, it causes problems later. You know what I mean? It's, um, you know, that's good enough, and then you don't find out about it, and then the customer's like, hey, there's a tile cut short over here. And you're like, was that a good enough moment? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. And then you as a GC, what are you supposed to do? Go back to the top person that did it and then... Usually I just do it myself. That's not fair either. <laughs> I know what you're saying because I've done it the same, right? Yeah. Because that trade's gone on. Correct. And then I'll just go and I'll fix it, right? But that also keeps a relationship. That's how a lot of my... That's how I keep on getting repeat customers too. Is like if something bad happens, I'm always there to fix it. it. I'm taking care of it. Yeah. It's done. And then they know that next time they want anything or if their friends want anything, they're going to be taken care of. Right. So that's kind of how I go about it. How many? So what do you have? How many employees you got going on? I have two plus me. Younger? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Both younger. And I then used the sub trades, right? Yeah. And then I sub a lot out now. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's hard to find anybody that wants to work. How'd you find these two? Uh, so funny story with uh, Nick. Um, when I had LaPointe renovations, uh, I was going golfing the one day, and he was working at the golf, um, at the golf club. And he goes, hey, Dill. And I was like, hey, man. And he goes, um, just wondering, like, I'm coming up on a co-op, and I was wondering if I can co-op with you. I was like, okay, all right, like, yeah, I think that could happen. You have any experience, whatever. He told me, you know, just a couple of things he's built in his garage with dad. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll see how this kid does, right? And I told him, me personally, um, in our area, I don't believe in, like, these kids get co-op, but it's always unpaid. And me, I pay for employees, right? Yeah. So, yeah, come co-op, and I, I obviously gave him a wage for it, right? Um, high school? Coming out of high school? Yeah, coming okay. out of high school. Uh, so... He worked for me for a bit there, and then he went off to another builder uh, just to go try out framing houses. And um, then he just said he absolutely hated it, whatever, and he came back while I was at BuildCo. So now he's been with me ever since. But um, the great thing about that story is um, I told him you can only have a co-op position if you got me a free round of golf. <laughs> and he did that little bugger did how did he pull that one off i don't know he never told me and you i don't really want to know man. i know right but yeah i was he literally got it from me. i was just joking about it but he comes up to me with this slip that's a free round of golf i'm like oh my goodness oh, the wheels awesome. were spinning as soon as you said it to him the oh wheels yeah were spinning man he's like how am i gonna pull this off i can pull it off good for him man yeah yeah so he's been with me uh and he's a good trade he is so he he's he learned with me since since he got out of high school. Then he went off and learned a few other things with another builder and came back. And some bad things from another builder or some good things or balance? Um, I would say good things. I think it's good for a young, new yeah. to experience some bad. Yeah. To appreciate the really good. I, th they, I thought he, he couldn't stand that place anymore. Um, so that's kind of where the bad came was just the... The environment. The environment he didn't like, right? And uh, But he learned some some skills, some good skills, like, you know, cutting his bird's mouths and, and, and everything like that. Right. So, and I do, I do everything, um, just stick framing as well. Right. So it's nice to have him know that as well, but, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been with me for a long time and I'm uh, very proud of him. Where'd you get the, the second guy? Second guy. Um, he's just, uh, he's a grunt. 
you know, and um, he uh, he came from our one of our uh, sister companies, um, and he's just working. So it's he's our, basically our cleanup guy. So when Nick and I go in and destroy a room or um, are absolutely killing something, you know what I mean? Uh, he cleans up behind us and saves us a lot of time. So then you got your subs. So subs you're doing for what? Your I guess electrical, plumbing, mechanical. Uh, electrical, plumbing, mechanical, tile, flooring. I mean, we do a lot of it ourselves, but if I get too busy and I don't, and I don't want to miss a deadline, I'll sub out flooring and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Electrical, plumbing, mechanical, some flooring guys and niche guys, you know, tile guys. Um, how's the, the whole supply shortage been for you, man? Um, is it a pain or is it? No, I've been, I've been extremely lucky because I've actually built a relationship with one of the guys that are at uh, one of our, building places um like one of our depots yeah. and he's been able to like absolutely rock it out for me so whenever i need something he's like there and if it's not there he'll go and run and get it and yeah so it's when it comes to it like glass we've had a lot of glass projects lately and that's been a, a hard hard set on glass for what windows or glass for railings for so i did a, a glass staircase okay um so all of the spindles were um were glass panels and um, that took four months for the glass panels to come in. Like Coming it, from the States? Uh, no, from Canada. They just couldn't get them. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to the guys, and they're like, glass right now is just ridiculous, tempered glass. I don't know how it is up here for you guys, but being down where I'm Well, at, there was a delay on this table. Like, this yeah. This is a tempered piece of glass on the table. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to show up one day, and that it got pushed like three weeks. Yeah, I was like, I'm literally waiting for this glass before I can start recording, man. Yeah, it was it was four months waiting for those, but I think maybe it's because it's all the little individual pieces. Yeah, like they're only uh, there were six inch panels by like thirty. I think they were like thirty four or whatever, and okay. then um, we had the the angles cut on them because what it did was I threw a dado in the top rail and the bottom rail, and you dropped it all the way around the whole. Correct. Wow. Yeah channel on the bottom as well yeah into the into the stair nosing correct yeah. almost looks slick oh it looks awesome yeah it's on our instagram so you're basically just pressure fit at that point yeah it's all pressure fit yeah and then i cut um oh, i like that yeah and then in between each glass uh, panel i ended up putting um uh little um pieces of block um what did i call them uh, fillet, fillets, right? Got it. So fillets we put yeah, in between. Yeah, so you've got the channel, you put a fillet in between, so now the handrail and the, the I guess, the shoe rail or whatever yep. would look complete. Correct. Yeah, so it turned out, it turned out bomb. And What's then, the thickness of the glass? 10 mil? Uh, yes, 10 mil. Yeah. Did you have to get uh, an engineer to sign off on that or no? No. No, right? No. If it was a full panel glass, I think. It was full panel for sure. Yeah. Because it was spindles and... Um, it's uh we're underneath that four inch gap anyway yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're good yeah that must look pretty slick oh it's uh, it, one of my favorite projects yeah it was a fun one mm-hmm. client was happy client's very happy she actually <laughs> it was it was crazy the deadline on that because she wanted it done before her daughter uh, her daughter's wedding <sighs> oh those deadlines i love those deadlines i managed to get it in before the wedding so the picture on instagram is actually with all of their like decorations on it and everything oh it looks amazing it turned out awesome yeah it's just i i do these i I do these crazy projects where it's like i like i know how to do the basis of it but it's new to me right like putting fitting glass into a 
into a stair railing. I've never done that before, but I told, and I, and here's, here's the communication part again is I told the client, I have never done this before. Right. In the beginning, they're like, we trust you. Good. Okay. All right. Cool. Because they know, you know, I don't go and I don't do things any half-ass. I don't half-ass anything. And I make sure the client's happy, but before I leave the job. Right. And, uh, they absolutely loved it. They were fine. They're like, Hey, we trust you. We think you're going to do a great job. And, they absolutely love it. So, but I mean, standing stairs that were already that. Oh man, standing stairs. That's oh wait, a this is this is an existing staircase. Correct. And then I redid oh, the hammer. Oh, this wasn't new. No. So this is existing um, staircase. Sanded everything down to bare bones. Took off the handrail because it was this goofy handrail. Ordered this nice like rectangular thick oak handrail. Put it in the table saw, ran it so that I had all of my um, four inch channels yeah. all the way, and then refit uh, new um, new balustrades uh, and everything else all the way up, and then put our glass panels in. So, and then had um, end of the roll come out and do a nice stair runner all the way up. So nice. Yeah. How was the sanding? What'd you use to sand down the original? Uh, just we just hand sanded it with uh, palm sanders. That's it. Yeah. And just worked your way with grits and brought it all down with the HEPA, and because we have uh, the Dewalt and that the Dewalt HEPA that hooks up straight to our sanders, yep. so that yep. everything was dust controlled. That way, we weren't getting dust all over the brand new house. We did all their flooring too, and yeah, all site finished as well. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. And now you're bringing in the drum sanders to do that. Um. No. Oh, sorry. No, not not that finished. So we oh, ended okay, up okay. we ended up tearing up their old floor and, oh, and then, then putting new floor in. putting brand new floor down. Got yeah. it. And so. then matching the stairs. Correct. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. And now they're they're basically advertising for you. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Keep them happy, man. It, especially in our spot, it's word of mouth, right? Word of mouth that carries carries far, and um, you get a, I get a lot of my jobs off of word of mouth. So. Oh, what, where are you again? Wallaceburg. Okay, where is that exactly? Uh, it's in between Sarnia and Chatham. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, about 45 minutes from Sarnia. It's a smallish town. Yeah, it's 12,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, smallish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any shady contractors out there? I'm assuming they're everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like I said, there's bobs and trucks. That's yeah. what we call them, right? There's yeah. there's guys that are just flying around saying... Uh, you know, we're we're here to do it cheaper than the next guy, right? And then we get the phone call. Are you always being compared to Marketplace or Kijiji or whatever? They get these prices? No, right? No, no. I've I think I've been around uh, long enough that the people that do use me, they accept my prices because they know they're going to be taken care of. So, yeah. All right. So now, where do you? Um, where's Bill Cole going to go? What are you thinking for next year? Next five years? Um, Steve must have taught you a few tricks on planning. Yeah, so my thing is, is um, I love residential. Don't get me wrong, but it's a different, it's a different beast all on its own when it comes to clients and stuff, right? So I'm actually hoping we get more into commercial, which we're well on our way. We're right now. We're do, um, I'm just finishing up a golf facility. Okay. So it's called uh, Par Seventy Two, and I. I built four golf simulators, all custom. Um, I have uh, Williams Food in right now, putting in all the, uh, putting in all the uh, stainless kitchenware and bar tops and stuff like that, and uh, built a kitchen for them and and a bar and yeah. So I'm getting trying to get more into commercial. I just like the work a lot better, um, the environment a lot better. Yeah, really, huh? Yeah, it's funny. A lot of guys will say the reverse, like. Yeah, it's 
it's more of the I'm going to sound like a dick here, but it's no. more of the client thing, right? It's Cuz well, commercial it's not really a client. It's you deliver. Correct. That's all it is. Yeah. Like um you deal with commercial I find I deal with uh more of just the head guy or yes. they're the person that's just under them, right? And they tell you what you want and you go, you submit your draws, you get it done. But, um, and it's also a lot of bidding, getting subs in and management, right? And managing these trades to make sure you're hitting deadlines. Um, I like that. I like that sport a lot better than, than the residential. Residential, you're going in, you're dealing with their family, you're dealing with their personal personalities. Be correct. It's and, business on the commercial side. Yes. Yeah. But the pay. Uh, it's just long t- long pay periods, right? Like it's mm-hmm. 90 days, 120 days. Uh, if, if you prepare your business for I it. I mean, it is. it is. I mean, the way that I prepare it is we submit draws, right, throughout the project of completion. Yeah. Um, that way we're always having a steady a steady flow of um, of, of income and, and steady flow of money, right? To carry it. it. Correct, to carry everything. But we also do a residential as well. So every time we bang a job out that way, that's more... It's more income. I mean, I mean, I I do like the commercial side. It was just the draws, but I guess once you're trying to get into the commercial and you're starting it for the first time, you got to kind of get used to the fact that I'm not going to get any money just yet. Mm. I got to start the process and then I see. That's the nice thing about you know um, subbing a lot of it out, right? So if I sub a lot of my commercial out, that frees me up to go do a lot of residential jobs. True, right? So that's a steady flow of income coming from my residential jobs because we're just doing one of these while I'm going back and GCing projects, right? So um, I do like that. Uh, I know Nick likes the residential side a lot more than the commercial. Um, I just find there's more opportunity in the commercial. Um, I find in residential, it's just, uh, I, I guess you can say it is a snowballing effect because you just, you wrap up a bigger name but um, in your community. But it's it just seems repetitive and like you're not moving forward and you just keep on doing the same little things and everyone's like oh yeah get him to do this but if you start doing commercial then you're starting to get bigger jobs getting noticed a little bit more and so i think that's kind of my plan is to start rolling a little bit more commercial um they'll take more risks in commercial mm-hmm. right yeah and, and if it's a decent place and they want to make a statement mm-hmm. there's always going to be a decent budget attached to it as well for sure it's the timelines and the penalties yep there's those penalties that if you don't finish by a certain time, now yep. you start having to get dock pay or pay them a fine. Correct. But as long as you're running everything properly, then it mm-hmm. should work well. Well, that's just it. Is yeah. uh, and it's also dealing, you know, putting fires out. Yeah. Right. It's how you it's how you deal with putting fires out. And I'm a I'm a like I'm a solutions guy, right? Uh, if there's a problem, I will I'll find a way to fix it. Right. You got an extinguisher. Yes, <laughs> on hand at all times. Yeah, a little bit of OBC talk here. Siding uh, sealants. Sealants prevent the entry of water into structure. Sealants must be used between masonry siding or stucco and the adjacent door frames, window frames, and trim around sills unless they are completely protected from the entry of rain and at vertical joints between different cladding materials unless it's suitable lapped suitably lapped or flashed to prevent the entry of rain talking about this whole i don't understand why they wouldn't overlap a drip x like yeah i don't don't get get it it. no i was i was baffled by it and i told that like i actually got a little angry with him because he was like no you don't we bought him we bought him and i'm like 
you do not. I was like, what? What? what do you understand of, the principles? You of don't rain? understand that water. It, it'll try and take the least pass of resistance, and if you have an opening there, it's gonna find it and it's gonna go through it. And then guess what? Years down the road, these poor people are gonna have to re- like fix their fascia board because it's all rotted out. Yeah. Why? Because your dad said so. Right? <laughs> it's like uh, it is what it is. I'm just. Some people are just setting their ways, man. They are. They are. I was weird. In the beginning, I was always questioning it. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if this is how it was done. I would question why it was done that way. Correct. And if it didn't make sense to me, I would question it. And then mm-hmm. somehow you ask enough questions, it gets you to a solution. Well, it's, a, it's like a science here. Like if you look at scientists, right, they will, they will study something till it's 100% guaranteed, right? The same goes with ours. If you're not 100% sure that this is going to work or fix something or be the proper way then you shouldn't do it or you should hire someone else yep. to do it yep right is what it is is the whole crew dewalt all dewalt all dewalt all dewalt even, yeah even new kids they're all dewalt yeah um they all use our like we always grab new tools for all of our new guys right i um nick has a full like i got him well steve did uh steve got him a full van we Fully loaded it with all DeWalt tools, good to go. Now he's got a van, all of his tools that he needs. We're a firm believer on, um, you know, if we need a tool to complete a job properly, we will buy it. Because if it's going to either save us time or money on a job or get the job done completed the way it needs to be, there's no going around anything. We'll make sure that, uh, you know, we have the proper tools to complete the job. Would you ever switch? No. <laughs> so why do we have this constant question on social media about switch switch so everybody's all about the um okay so milwaukee is more fitted towards you know the electricians Electric, the plumbers, plumbers and, and stuff like that right yeah um me personally i've never had a dewalt tool break on me in the 10 years that i've been in working in the industry i've never had a dewalt tool break on me so my guys all use dewalt because I, I'm scared that if I switch to Milwaukee, and I've had a Milwaukee rep give us tools to try out, and it's just it doesn't feel the same. Um, the drill doesn't. But is that because you have a Dewalt hand? You have a Dewalt mind? You like maybe, I, maybe. But it, everybody has the same. Like I mean, I've heard great things about Dewalt. I've heard bad things about Dewalt. I've heard great and bad things about every brand. Yeah, it's just you choose whatever. And I've had Bosch tools fail on me, mm-hmm. uh, like a drill just stop. So oh you yeah, just, you just assumed. The See, I've never had that with Dewalt. Never ever. Huh? <laughs> I've Have had you? Dewalt. I've had Dewalt. Yeah. What t- what tools broke on you from Dewalt? I've had uh, bones still rattling after I'm using the Dewalt oscillating tool. Yeah, that thing vibrates like. Has it broke? It hasn't broken. It's just loud. <laughs> I just think that you should add uh, that vibrating nozzle that the concrete yeah. guys use to it yeah. and make it dual purpose. You know, um, <laughs> I was doing a job for Ember Gas, okay. and uh, we were we were using um, we were using jackhammers to take out their old compressor um, compressor uh, concrete pads, okay. and it was like this is going to rattle the hands, right? But we actually were able to find some anti-vibration gloves that we were able to use. So, I but mean, Dewalt's got an an SDS jack that has the vibration. Oh yeah, yeah, the handle. I have that. It's the, you have the SDS plus in the regular. And there's SDS. there's a big difference, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing's sweet. It goes through concrete like butter. It's it's 
I mean, Dewalt. Everybody get it. I just, I get it. No, I, I totally understand it. I just find it funny when I look at other brands trying to convince somebody who's loyal to a brand. Yeah. And they're loyal for a reason. Whether that, whoever put a Dewalt in your hand for the very first time, mm-hmm. or if it was your mentor that kind of influenced you to do that. Or, and then now the kids that you got working for you, and you've given them a Dewalt, and they're using it. Yeah. And they're associating the good workmanship that they're doing with the tools that they're using, which are Dewalt. So it's like, good luck, Milwaukee, trying to get these guys to switch for over. sure. It's it's a very difficult battle. It definitely is. I mean, um, when it comes to like the electricians, like our sister company is, is an electrical company called okay. Empower Electric, yeah. and um, they are all switched over to Milwaukee. It seems like, but they've been convinced to go from Dewalt to Milwaukee, and I see why because Milwaukee's really done a good job at the tools branding for those trades, those trades, right? Um, and I know I've heard I've heard that Dewalt's trying to do the same as go back into electrical, but I've also heard Milwaukee's going trying to go more contractor. Dewalt will never succeed Mm-mm. in electrical. No, I'll tell you that for a fact. No, I don't. They think so will either. never. They should just accept that. Guys love their miters. Guys yep. love their job site table and also the full size table that they have. Yeah, and guys love uh, their hammer stuff. They they love their tools. That's yeah. it. Yep. So trying to get into, there's no way, there's no Sparky that I've spoken to yep. or a plumber or an HVAC guy that will drop their red or blue mm-hmm. and then go to yellow. Yeah. It won't happen. No, and like our, our all our guys um, at Empower were all yellow. And then, and then boom, But then they quickly red. realized, yeah. Yeah, they did. And I, I understand it. And I see some of the tools that are being made for those guys from Milwaukee, and I think they're, they're amazing. Whole really hogs. Are. Yeah. You know, their saws all like mm-hmm. they just have proper tools to pull those tasks. Correct. And that's the reason why. I mean, yeah. Dual tries. Yeah. They've got a pretty killer right angle. Columbus yeah. right angle. Oh yeah. You I, know. That I was a joke. That. I was doing that fence. I was doing that um helical pile fence. Uh like the client wanted helical no concrete. Yeah. He wanted helical piles. And and it was a good thing that he did that because the side of the house just had the gas line and trees and all kinds of stuff. Oh and yeah. Like, this, was gonna, this was gonna be a shit storm when if yeah. I was gonna do concrete. Yeah. So we did helical piles and then they left us with flanges on top of every pile welded. Yep. And then we had to drill four holes in each flange to secure the post, the aluminum post to the flange, yep. separated by the rubber gasket because you're dealing with raw steel and aluminum. Yep. And then um we started with a Bosch tool to drill the holes and it was crying then uh, then he pulls out my guy pulls out uh his right angle dewalt yeah. and it was butter butter yeah. butter butter a little unsalted butter and then back the butter it was <laughs> just butter through the whole thing it's good and, and then we weren't joking it was like we had 32 to do times four yeah that's a lot of drilling i oh, even yeah. got extra bits just in case but we only burned through maybe six bits lucky through all those holes <laughs> yeah but that drill drilled everything yeah I was stunned. I'm like, I'm walking away from this. I'm not making a video about this. I'm just walking away, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, good for you. And, then, and that was a good tool, man. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 when it, it always drops down to if you have the right tools for a job, yes. right? I mean, that'll make or break it time-wise. If you're spending, you can spend two days drilling holes or you can get the right tool and save you an entire day. You know what I mean? So, uh, But there is that, here's another line. 
We just buy too many tools sometimes. <laughs> Shh, don't, don't announce that to everybody. I'm just, like, sometimes, <laughs> even you'll catch me sometimes walking around a tool crowd, you know, carousel, and all of a sudden, I'll show up at a shop, and I'll be like, oh, what's that over there? Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's not a bad number. Just not too long ago, <laughs> I was in a home hardware in our town, and um, I've always, I don't have a table saw at home, right? And I walked by, and I had to double take this. This table saw, Dewalt table saw, was on sale for like two hundred and thirty bucks. I was like, "They're gonna find that deal again." You're coming home. Never. It's still in the box. It's still at in home. the box. <laughs> they were just getting rid of it. I don't know. I asked them. I was like, "Is this price right?" And they're like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, I'll take it." Like, I didn't need it at the time. Um, but that two hundred bucks. Exactly, it's two hundred dollars. When are you gonna find that price? Someone again? must have misprinted that, man. I don't know. I took it. I took it and ran. It was like that lady on uh, the commercial. Start the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it, man. You didn't commit a crime, but it feels like it. Oh did. yeah, yeah. No, but we do that. We walk around, and even I right now, I'm I, like Bosch uh, launched a, a rotozip, yeah. a drywall cordless. Finally, yeah. after so long, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm looking at it, going, "That's not a bad looking tool, man." And it's yeah. a buck. It's 149 or something like that, you know, just a bear tool. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, I'm not touching drywall anytime soon, but I'm thinking I wouldn't mind having it. I wish I would have known that my drywallers. We had a, we had, um, we had somebody break into the site and oh. taken like $8,000 worth of tools from us and the drywallers. <sighs> and they had to go and buy all new Roto Zips. Uh, they got the DeWalt ones. And I mean, Roto Zips, DeWalt, they're not cheap. No. Like not cheap. But I wish I'd known that because Bosch, they probably would have tried them out. They're, and they, I like Bosch. They got a little shield. Yeah. So they have a little plastic shield on the actual opening of it. So it kind of contains all the dust right there. Nice. So that's kind of, I mean, I, I, I want to try it out for that reason that they figured that one out. DeWalt doesn't have a shield. No. Rotozip doesn't have a shield. No. I don't even. You're sitting there. Yeah, yeah. And then when you, you're in the wrong angle and all of a sudden you get a, <laughs> a nice chunk of drywall dust right in your eye. Man. Oh, yeah. Right? No, no. I, I just thought it was a good price. And they're, yeah, maybe, maybe they're good. doing it just to get it See, out I'm of the a market. big I'm a big fan of Bosch. Like, Bosch tools, I've that's what my dad always used too. And um, their Sawzall, amazing. I love Bosch Sawzall. It's really good. They have good blades too. So. Yeah. Yeah. They work. Yeah. I've always been, but I mean, I still have fine. I've got a Makita grinder variable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a fine multi-tool. I still prefer it. See, I find a lot of construction guys are moving over to Makita. Yeah. 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 Because Makita's designing anything and everything for all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw the other day Makita had a cooler. Yeah. Regular size picnic cooler. Okay. It's a fridge and an oven. Wow. Battery powered. So it's just missing an espresso machine for you. It's a fridge and an oven. You, it, the, the, the video is showing a, a chicken being cooked, wrapped in foil, wow. dropped into the belly of it, turning it on, and it's baking the chicken. I'm gonna have to show my brother-in-law <laughs> that because we've you got to find it. I'm we've, like, we've always had this joke about bringing the Traeger on the job site because we got this like camping Traeger. Do it, man. And we've thought about just putting it in the back of the van and do then it. smoking something until lunchtime. Start at the start of the day. Correct. Get it going. And then Get by smart. lunch, you got this amazing meal, man. But I mean, if Makita's got a barbecue. They, it's not, it's, it's just an, it's an a, oven. It's sorry. A, it's an oven. Yeah. But it's also a fridge. That's awesome. And I'm like, and I gotta it takes find two this. batteries. It, it runs off batteries? Oh my god! My it runs off blown. batteries, man. My mind's blown now. <laughs> I was impressed by it. These I, lithium batteries, man, they're something else. But eh? that's Makita. Makita comes up with these things that you're trying to figure out, right? Yeah. They're, they're the first ones that came out with a coffee maker, too, right? Off a of battery. Sure. I think it was off a battery, a coffee maker. Makita. Okay. 
not very good looking, no. but it makes coffee. But it makes coffee, yeah. But did you, did you end up getting that? No, no, I have my Nespresso little. Yeah, you know Amazon, you buy a buck, or they were on sale for ninety nine. You bucks still have the you still rolling with the vans? No, no, no. I you, sold my van this year. Did you? Yep. You go to the truck? No, I'm I'm not. No? I, I said all my subs are. Mm-hmm. Why do I need? I'm not carrying stuff. Yeah, I was I, truck. I went to van. Game changer. Huge. Yeah, I mean we we took a bunch of plywood and like outfitted them the way that they wanted and. Uh, just do a little research online to see what other guys are doing, right? And you then just, you know, yeah, them, you right? follow along. Yeah, so we have two vans that are completely opposite of the spectrum. Like mine, I've got a, a floor that's raised, so I can put two by fours underneath it. Yep. And then that side door I open, and I call it my quick station. I put a bunch of like all my big chargers up top, and then all my tools are in there that I need every single day, and I can literally just open up, got them all right. And then our other one is just like all storage on the sides, and it's is just it organized every week. It, yeah or it falls apart midweek and then it gets reorganized falls apart it has to it has to i know yeah but if it's you nice get busy it falls apart and yeah. then you just you got to take that extra day or extra time to make sure everything gets cleaned up and ready to go for the next work week right or get the kid clean this up that's right? exactly it right and then they can get familiar with the truck yeah and then know exactly that's what i actually did not too long ago i was i just looked at mike and I said hey man i was like go do me a favor and go organize the van Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and I went in there, and my tools were all in different spots that I had them, obviously, <laughs> but he organized it, right, and he's getting familiar with, you know, this tool, this tool, this tool. That way, now I'm not there teaching him, hey, this is the tool, right? I He now has seen the tool, so whenever I tell him, hey, go grab this tool, he'll know exactly where it's at. So When I outfitted my van, this is a long time ago, mm-hmm. my van was a 20, 2015, Okay. Yeah. Right. So when I outfitted it, um, I took a bunch of pictures, showed a bunch of people what I was mm-hmm. doing. I mean, I had places for all my Milwaukee storage units, like all the little uh, screw ditties and everything like that. Right. Yep. And then I had places for all my tools, all the power tools. I had places for the batteries. I had places for my track saw, mm-hmm. all different tracks and everything. Yeah. But then I made a little compartment, a little section on the ceiling okay. for all my trowels. Oh, so right. all I did was, and I used sheets and sheets of plywood to do. So you're able so, to like put the handle in. Yeah. So the idea is that I basically created a channel with a lip on both sides, so then you could put the trowel horizontally to the opening. Yep. And then turn it. I did that for all my to- my Dewalt tools. Everyone was asking me about that one detail. Yeah. Because I could fit cool. 31 trowels there. Yeah. And they would never move. They would never fall. They would never bend the corners. Yeah. And it was easy to access any one of them at any given time. Yep. Yeah, and it was like actually it was a pretty good idea because I what do tile guys do with their trowels all the time? Throw them in a bucket. They throw them in the bucket with them sticking out or mm-hmm. the handles in or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it basically becomes a guillotine for your fingers. To oh yeah, find stuff. Or if you're in a van, you're walking by and you're slicing your ankles right there. Oh yeah, so that's why trowels get there. sharp. Yeah. Oh man, and especially when they take the grinders and they want to clean them up. Correct. And yeah. take a little bit of we'll leave that for the day. <laughs> Next week we'll grind them and. We'll get them back to get you. That's the other thing, too. I guess it's like teaching the kids how to maintain all these tools because Correct. these tools are making you money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that comes back to the cleanliness is godliness. If your tools aren't clean, they're not going to work properly, which no. is going to take you time. Right? It, it frustrates me when I see trades at the end of the day going back to they just want to go home, mm-hmm. leave. Yeah. And they leave everything. Like tile guys will leave a mix in the bucket. Yeah. Like they'll just leave broken pieces of tile here or offcuts of hardwood flooring. Just hands full, leave the job site, organize it, throw it in the bin, throw it in the garbage. And, and you know what? It feels so much better when you're walking in up the into a clean job site. Yes. With 
good tools and everybody knows where everything is and we all make a plan, everything's good to go. Instead of scrambling, rushing, it just makes sense. It, it, Leave it, all it, that messiness for the guys who don't care at all about yeah. the industry, right? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. What kind of van did you get? Kind of van? It's just a GMC, like, cara- like not caravan, but the cargo vans. The cargo vans, yeah. Yeah, so we got two of those. Um, they work awesome. Yeah, starters aren't very good in them though. No, they're not. No, we've had to replace. Don't tell, don't tell that to Carlito. He, <laughs> he loves his GM. I love GM too. Yeah, his, I'm very his, big. His GM, GM is actually pretty rocking. He's got like he he, he did uh, he oversized his tires. Oh, okay, yeah. he's got some really knobby tires on it. Yeah. he's got this grill on it. It it mm. it, it looks like apocalyptic. <laughs> like it's gray so he got the black. Neon? The, right. He's got no. He's got no light. But it, I mean, the back of it is is it was semi organized at one point. Okay, and then he just kind of throws everything. But he knows where he's throwing everything. Yeah, to find it. Yeah, but it's a death trap to go in there and to try to find something. Yeah, I was like, dude, you got to fix this, man. No, no, come. You step right. No, here no, I'm not touching there. it. I'm not touching <laughs> it. I'm not going anywhere near there, man. Uh, let me let me a little t- chat about Green Book Talk here. Hazards of cement board. You still using for cement board for um, no Schluter Schluter all Schluter right? Yeah. I, I got rid of cement board a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, fiber cement boards is a composite material made from cement, sand, and cellulose fibers. Uh, using a handheld circular saw to cut it can generate uh, crystalline silica dust, uh, which can inverse irreversibly damage the lungs if inhaled. Uh, specialty saws blade saw blades from four to eight teeth reduce the amount of respir respirable dust compared to standard masonry blades uh i hate always how did you cut it with a knife or the with a blade or the cement saw yeah uh blade blade right and yeah. snap it yeah but you never get a clean cut no then you got to take a grinder i think i take a grinder to it anyways then you're yeah. going airborne anyway yeah masks, masks. I, it's just mass 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 or yeah. you start doing hepa which is vacuum dust collection systems uh can be used to control the dust uh handheld circular saw with uh enclosed Saw blade, yeah, that works as well. Mm-hmm. Vacuum rated, uh, filter 99%, uh, one and a half to two inch diameter vacuum hose. Uh, when using VDCSs, which are uh, vacuum dust collection systems, mm-hmm. uh, keep the hose free of debris, kinks, and tight bends. Uh, regular turn off and on the vacuum to reduce the dust. But I think nowadays everybody's got a HEPA. Yeah, it's either that Constantly. or everybody's got. Uh, I see a lot in our uh, the dust trades, collect. the dust collectors, yeah, right? Yeah. And they <laughs> work. Is, they do work. Yeah. But me, it's HEPA everything. Since I got that, and that's another thing why I would never leave DeWalt, is because all my tools fit together, right? So, like, my sander, grinders, well, no, the grinder hasn't come out with that yet, but um, the all DeWalt of my. One? Yeah. Makita has. Makita has. But I don't think DeWalt's come no. out with it, no. but there's a snap lock system for DeWalt and your HEPA. So my HEPA has a hose, and then they all hook up to the same snap lock. Really? So you snap lock your tool in, and then you go, and you don't have to worry about anything falling off because it's a snap lock, and then, oh, it's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Regularly change your vacuum collection bags, uh, the filters, avoid exposure to dust when changing vacuum bags and cleaning air. I guess, you know, guys are so easy to, yeah, let's clean out the filter and they're just smacking it and creating, Mm -hmm. you're defeating the purpose here, man. Yeah. If you want to live a long time in this industry, you want to take care of your lungs, man, while you're working in this industry. 100%. A lot of older guys are talking about this is my coughing's from this. This my, uh, Mm -hmm. I can't breathe all that well because of this. Yeah. And same with the hearing, same all kinds of stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've I've even had problems with my hearing just from over the years and not wearing ear protection, right? So now whenever I'm doing anything loud, it's 
Muffs are on, right? So I, I blame um, loud music when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I did like loud music uh, and the impact gun in between Joyce. Yeah, mine was. I did. I've always used a table saw a lot for cutting. They're loud, and they are loud. Nobody ever thinks to put on a headset Mm-mm. when doing. I know, but they are loud, especially if you're in like in a garage doing it. Oh man, the ring is so bad. And um, same with miter saws. You don't think about it when you're younger, but now, now you, I'm like, you, man, you feel it. I'm. I, I've definitely neglected myself over the years. That's for sure. What else? What are you like, Bill Cole? Where I just want to figure out what else you want to chat about, man. As we kind of get close to wrapping it up, ah, uh, I, I think we touched upon everything. We touched upon a lot of stuff. I do want to know: is there something that you haven't built yet that you want to build that you're hoping a client will ring the doorbell and go, "I need you to build this for me"? I've done a lot of crazy, weird things. Like I'm kind of that that guy that like. If something custom has to be made, you jump. People come to me, or I'll jump at it, right? Because I just love, I love a good challenge, right? And if it's something I haven't done before, I want to figure out how to do it. Um, honestly, for the longest time, one of the things that I really wanted to build was a golf simulator. But you haven't now, done one. I, I just built four. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, just built four, but that was one of the things on my my list to do right and um did you go full blown like was it i was full blown like it's like there's padding all on the walls there's track man like top 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 technology that's going in there turfs all on the floors screens all in it's what's the price tag on that uh i think for the four sims it's like 100 grand it's not too bad it's not horrible yeah Yeah. year round but then you you still got it yeah yeah it's like 100 grand of outfit Four simulators, yeah. But that wait, that's that's just simulators. That's not your work as well, too. No, no, that's like because I'm assuming a lot of these are going into the basement or they're going into uh, a lot of people do the basement ones. So those are a lot cheaper. This is for this is for commercial use where he's oh yeah. So he's okay. got like a bar and these are like oh fully set up simulators, right? And uh, four of them. So there's two beside each other, and then on the other side of the room, there's another two both looking at each other and then there's little bars in front where people get to have their drinks and stuff and watch their buddies swing at the screens <laughs> right so uh those cost about 100 grand and it was probably i don't know i think it was like 15 for me to build them so it's not too bad yeah and you're saying a little cheaper if you were to do it in resi and you're oh in resi for sure if you if you're in resi then you're not looking at 100 grand for a simulator you're probably looking at i've searched them up because i want one yeah. <laughs> but build now, one. That, now that i know how to build, build them, one um but uh i think the cheapest one i found was probably about like 25 grand that's not crazy Mm-mm. but that's you get the program with that you get the simulator so you can pop it all up and everything and everything it's like 25 grand for all set up it comes with its own like turf and stuff right but um yeah if you want to sim but now i also know turf guys that literally do this on the on the regular i got their business card they were there and so you can use them for your place correct i saw a quick video of tiger's kid oh yeah that kid's phenomenal (laughs) Oh my goodness! When did he get him started, man? Like literally a young. week. Yeah, young for sure. How old? Is he? The kid's young, man. Um, I can't remember how old. I want to say he's like twelve or yeah. something, right? But he's like swinging. Well, he's playing with the pros. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't just there as Tiger's son playing. Like the kid was there 
bombing. It was just <laughs> funny to hear the announcers describe his form and describe everything as yeah. if he was an actual pro. Correct. Playing on the fucking well, league, you man. Can, you learn from the best, right? So, <sighs> wow. Yeah. I it was impressive, man. Well, the nice, th- the the cool thing too is I saw on like Instagram where. Like, even, like, when he's sitting there waiting for the ball to drop, he's doing the same tiger <laughs> thing and everything. Like, he's spitting image of his father. I saw that, man. Yeah, yeah really cool. Which is, And I'm sure he's proud of him, too, right? Mm-hmm. He's just looking at him going, okay, yeah, so. 100%. Passing on, right? Your son's kicking ass. I'd, oh, yeah, I'd be proud, too. That's funny, man. I can't wait. Mine's, mine's eight months. And first thing I'm doing is trying to get a golf club in his hand. That's like, it. Just come golf him, buddy. <laughs> but we have another one on the way. So really, yeah. Number Congrats. two. Thank you. Wow, man. Yeah. yeah. Busy boy at home. Busy. Yeah. And work. then now it just means that you got to just organize the business even better so you can spend more time at home. That's it. That's all it is, man. Yeah. That's all it is. We're busy. Oh, it's good for you, man. Let's Thanks. let's do the twelve questions, man. You ready for this? Yeah, I I, I saw you uh, when you sent this to me. I wasn't sure what it is. It's I tried to test. look it up. It's not a test. No, no, no. It was. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to look up because it it was someone's name that you had on there. What's the name? James Lipton. James Lipton. Yeah, I've actually taken these questions. Oh, I mean, I ch- made him construction. Yeah, okay. He was an acting coach, yeah. and these questions came from a show that he did. Gotcha, because I was looking it up. I was like, James Lipton, yeah. James Lipton. Oh, he's and passed on, yeah. But. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw the questions, but I was like, oh, there's no questions of construction. I was like, oh, man, he must have made some. I gotcha. I've always watched his show, and I always liked the questions. Yeah. And, and then I modified the questions to make it construction. Makes sense. And then he's actually been on The Simpsons, too. Oh, really? Right? So, I mean, Simpsons kind of animates anybody and everybody, but yeah. he was even on there, and it was just funny. And it's just yeah. interesting to see how people respond to the questions. Yeah, cool. So, that's why I started doing it, and everyone, I like it. Nice. What is your favorite construction word? Favorite construction word? Um, golf. Um, yeah, golf. <laughs> is that construction? Sure it is. Yeah, I guess we can make it in construction. Um, I want to say favorite is either flush or level. That's my favorite word. That means everything's right. Exactly. It works. What is your least favorite construction word? I thought. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start to a bad end. Yeah. Yeah. What turns you on in construction? Um, Happy client. That's true. What turns you off in construction? Turns me off. Um... I'm going to say rushing, rushing and, and not being in the moment. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy being there. Enjoy what you're doing. Don't, don't, don't throw everything around, you know, it's a sunset on that job site. Correct. That's it. Enjoy it. Do enjoy it properly. It. You got into it for a reason, right? Never forget <laughs> that. What is your favorite curse word? Um, Probably, probably fuck. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Favorite vehicle in the entire world? Anything in the world. Oh. It used to be the Plymouth Roadrunner 68. Plymouth Roadrunner. That was always like my favorite. With the massive tail? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I was, like, younger. But then I watched a show called Supernatural, and I can't remember if it's... Um, what are they driving? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember. I think it was... I thought it was a... It wasn't a Cuda. No. 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 I can't I, remember what it is. But that, whatever, it whatever, whatever car whatever is they're on, driving, whatever that car is, that is... 
that's sexy. <laughs> yeah. What is your least favorite vehicle in the entire world? Um, probably because this guy pulled in front of me on the way up here at Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> Fiat 300? Five, uh, 500? What's it called? Uh, maybe the 300. I don't or know what it's called. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, what construction sound or noise do you love? Um, the vacuum cleaner. That means something's getting cleaned. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Someone's using it for a purpose. Yeah, either that or the or the. I always it's it's a staple, right? And it's always that table saw. You hear the table saw; it's just you know it's either woodworking or construction or something, right? Work's getting done. Yeah. yeah. What uh, construction sound or noise do you hate? Ah, uh, grinder. Loud. Yeah, it's loud. It sucks. It's just not a good time. Yeah. Hard to contain the dust, too. Mm-hmm. You can try to get the vacuum on it. Well, you too. get the vacuum on but sometimes you're, like, bumping off of it, yep. and then you're leaving all these little notches in the end of your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you grab the vacuum, you're like, where's the new guy? Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. we all Our vacuums are all like that, right? That's yeah. how it is. What profession would you uh, – oh, sorry. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Um, graphic design. Really? Yeah. Did you come up with that? Uh, I did not, but I actually do a lot of our own graphics in in our, all of our Instagram stuff. Nice. Um, and I can I can like I've gotten programs and practiced with them and stuff. Uh, and then I've also gotten into um, uh, oh crap! I've gotten into um, CNC or CNC. Yeah, I got a CNC machine, so now I've gotten into. How big's, how big's the board? That you uh, so I can do up to 30 by 30. It's a good size. Yeah, it's not bad. So you're just still messing around with it? Yeah, it's in the it's in my garage, and I've done a few things. But um, my my thing is being able to do, like, things for um, for clients, make them for them after I'm done on the project. Oh, like a little gift or something? Yeah, like, like yeah. Um, the the guy that's spending a lot of money right now is, you know, building these PAR simulators. I've, I've built him this big PAR 72 sign out of it that's, like, 29 by... 28 i think and it's you know all stained and stuff so it's just it's cool for that but also um you know sometimes in our area when it gets to be winter time things start to slow down a bit and it would be nice to just you know one of my big things that i love doing is woodworking and woodworking has always been like my passion but it's also like my thing that i do on the side right and this is this just kind of takes it to the next level for me instead of sitting there with a dremel i know and trying to do whatever you just throw it in the machine but there is learning behind it you know you have to learn program yeah i mean i never knew what an svg file was until i got this (laughs) thing and now i know how to actually make them right so rob did those in the corner of the table yeah those are sweet see like that's stuff i can do um that's actually done with laser yeah yeah and he burns it at the same time and and i was like he did that in minutes Oh, yeah. He set it up in seconds, and he did it. It took six minutes to do each one. And I was like, wow, this is just insane. I ended up getting a small laser, too, just a desktop laser. So um, what I'm doing, too, is making coasters, uh, small coasters with people's logos on it. Yeah, but they're wood, and I stain them. That's wicked, man. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I gave them to one of my buddies' uh, father. Um, and he's like, man, you got me some lifers. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Like, that's awesome. So I love it. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? Um, I probably wouldn't want to be a plumber. 
No, you don't like any, no love for the plum at all? No, it took me a while to even be able to stand changing the baby without like gloves on and stuff. <laughs> so I'm not good with shit. <laughs> and they deal with it all the time. I mean, I've done lots of plumbing, like just, I know I'm not supposed to do it, but for a client, sometimes you're like, oh, I'll whatever, it. I'll do, I'll do it. it. Right. But um, every time I do plumbing and there's a shit situation, I always tell myself, and I usually say it out loud. That office job ain't looking bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just plumbing is a no go for me. I it's, don't like it's it. It's kind of harsh, man. Tiny it old clay and all that. Oh, oh yeah, oh man. Yeah, and then you're always breaking out concrete. Like, I don't want to do that. Uh, that's no. hard. Last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Your family's proud, or you've done well. I guess. Something nice. like that. Something to do with my family. Yeah, nice. You know? nice man. I'm big. I'm big on trying to make you know life life well for my family and have everyone taken care of. And it would be nice to be like, you know, get there and be like, you've done it, right? Your family is stable. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks, Dylan. No, thank you. So good to see you, bro. And, and thanks for taking the trek out here and hanging out with us for a little. No, bit, thanks man. for uh, sharing it. Thanks for I haven't seen you in years. I know. I it's mean, been a while. last time I've seen you in person, you're uh, you're doing a seminar or school. So. <laughs> I should. I've reached out to George to get some of the instructors on the show, and there's a whole bureaucratic bullshit thing to oh, get. Oh, really? Yeah, they have to get approvals, right? Oh, and shit. and I was supposed to have a site super from Ellis Don on the show. And, oh, and, nice. And he just got back to me saying he still has to get corporate uh, approval. And yeah. I was like, good luck with that one. Yeah. While you figure that one out. I, that's probably not going to happen. It's, it's just like I don't. And I, I could see the kind of something behind the George Brown. But it's really about, I know that a lot of kids are listening to the show mm -hmm. for yeah. a good reason. Yeah. So, I mean, like, why not just get the instructors on the show here and let's talk about construction. It would be cool. There. But I think they've kind of seen it as a, a liability to their program or something. Possibly. Right? It's, Possibly. What if something someone someone said something wrong and, you know, it is what it is. <sighs> Dangerous I mean, times or whatever. Just all we're doing is co talking construction. man. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Man. So. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it, man. Triple oh. W buildco.ca, Dylan at buildco.ca, and it's on Instagram at buildcocontracting, man. All the best to you, bro. Thank you, and to you, to you as well. Thanks, Thanks man. for having me. This has been an absolute honor. Thanks, man. Thank you, Angelina. We're gone.